0: Hello everyone and welcome to Convos with Jordan, the podcast where I, Jordan Keith, interview and introduce you to people pursuing their dreams, living authentically, and self-actualizing to their true selves. Guests discuss their unique experiences, trials, and tribulations that they have overcome, shape them into who they are today, and where they are headed next on their life's journey. On our solo episodes, I'll draw upon personal experiences from my own life concepts from the self-improvement community, and topics revolving around success and inspirational ideas so that you can become the person you want to be. Thanks for tuning in on this journey. Hey everyone, I'm excited to share my first guest on the show with you, Rob Scuduto of the Lost Boys, a duo of travel vloggers who are based in Indonesia and showcase hidden gems of the country that are off the beaten path. Their YouTube channel, The Lost Boys, recently hit over 100,000 subscribers, as well as their Instagram account. You can find them at thelostboys.travel on Instagram and TikTok, where they take you with them on their travels and food adventures. Check them out on YouTube, subscribe, and follow their adventures on Instagram and TikTok. In this episode, Rob discusses leaving a stable career to become a backpacker, how the Lost Boys were founded, and where they're headed next on their journey. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Keith. I'm the host of this podcast, Combos with Jordan. On this podcast, what we do is we interview people who are doing really cool, interesting things or gone through uh, unique experiences. Today, I have as a guest my friend Rob Scaduto, um, classmate of mine from the Academy, and one of the Lost Boys. And I'll let Rob take it from here and kind of just describe what he does as a travel blogger. It's a really cool story. So, Rob, what do you guys do? How would you get started? All that.
1: Hey guys, so my name's Rob. Uh, Me and Jordan go back to the Coast Guard Academy back in uh, graduating 2014. Um, But basically, since then, uh, after graduating the academy, uh, I had a five-year contract with the Coast Guard, similar to Jordan. Uh, After that, I did some traveling uh, as a long-term budget backpacker, Um, and then a long story, which maybe we'll get into. But I had eventually got stuck in Bali, Indonesia, during the pandemic. Um, So I was in Indonesia for. The majority of the pandemic, I'm still here. Um, And basically in 2021, so about a year and a half after I got to Indonesia, I decided to start a YouTube channel with one of my friends here, who's also from the States, and we started doing travel vlogging. Um, So now for about a year, we've been doing travel vlogging all around different parts of Indonesia. Our main focus is putting out videos on YouTube, but we also do content on Instagram and TikTok as well. Um, and it's been a pretty wild ride over the last, uh, 13 months now. Um, but it's been a really cool ride and really exciting experience. And I'm sure we'll get into some of the details today with Jordan. So yeah, and a little bit about who I am and
0: yeah, and that's awesome. And, you know, I have, I'm sure you, when you first started doing this, you'd been hearing from people messaging you like, Hey, you got to start something. You got to start something. What was it kind of like taking mm-hmm. that first step? You know, we'll probably get into it backwards, but how was that like actually taking that first step as someone who's now just starting to kind of go down that path, you know?
1: Yeah, you definitely have to have a, uh, you know, you have to, it's a huge risk and you just have to jump straight, straight into it. If it's almost like starting your own business, but anything, cause I mean, it's almost like we've started our own business. Um, so you just kind of have to have that no fear, also a bit of confidence, knowing that I'm going to take this risk and I know that I'm going to succeed because I think it will help push you further. Um, but in the beginning, I think it definitely was a little scary, um, but it's something that I thought about for a while. So by the, by the time I made the decision to do it, it was almost a bit of a calculated risk. Um, and also having my friend Shane do it with me definitely alleviated some of the fear. Uh, you know, we're in this together. We're going to make it together. Uh, but yeah, in the beginning, there is definitely a little, you know, you'd maybe be a little bit apprehensive of starting something like this, uh, uh, just not knowing what the future entails, you know, what the long run is going to be. Uh, but I was really excited the whole time. And I, I definitely had a confidence in me that I know that we're going to make this work and we're going to succeed. So that's kind of how my feelings were at the start. But it was definitely a bunch of little things and I'll, I'll calculate a calculated time of thinking, all right, I'm going to jump right into this and start this.
0: Yeah. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Is it, um, to Shane, he's from, I know I've seen him on, you know, your videos and everything, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Um, he's from mm-hmm. the States as well. And then like, did you guys meet in Indonesia then? Or had you traveled around with him before? Because you've been a lot of places, you know, you really traveled. A yeah. Ton. So
1: we met, we met in Indonesia. A lot of people think that we were friends from the U S uh, but we're not. Um, Shane had a bit of a similar story to me, but eventually I got stuck in Bali because of Corona. Um, and then was stuck there during the pandemic. We couldn't leave and go home. And then we had met a few months after we had both got stuck there in, uh, so we both got stuck in March, 2020, and then we met in May. Um, and then basically the story is uh, that we continued our, I was, was a traveler at heart. I wanted to continue traveling. Shane likes traveling as well. And then once Indonesia became uh, open for travel, which was about six, uh, August, 2020, they started allowing people to travel within the country with COVID tests and whatnot. Um, we started traveling with a group of friends around Indonesia. No video, no vlog or anything, just, you know, doing our thing. And uh, it was a group of us, actually a few Americans that were traveling around Indonesia and we were just doing trips. We'd travel around for two or three months to different islands and then come back to Bali and kind of rest for a bit. Um, And we were doing that for about a year. And then it was our last trip when it was just Shane and I, basically all of our other friends had either left or weren't interested. Um, And it was really during that trip when Shane and I kind of like really connected as friends and became, I know the friends who we are today. Um, and then we kind of realized we both have a really strong passion for traveling. Um, we're the people that are still here. We're the people that still want to do it. And we I, we love doing this. Um, and it was a few other things had lined up and it was kind of during that trip where we kind of saw the light and said, man, we should just learn how to shoot videos and start a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, so many people had told me prior and, and people had told Shane too. Um, And yeah, we basically made the decision to do it, uh, bought all of our camera equipment and then started it. and then now here we are today. So that's kind of how Shane and I met and how it started. So we, yeah, we were had friends, but we were friends for a little while, not too long, but had some uh, experiences together already traveling. and, And basically the concept was we need to take what we're doing, but figure out how to capture it on on video.
0: Yeah. And so, it, yeah. I think you guys have really ramped up in the video sc- skills. I remember asking you the other day because you had a drone shot or something. It's like, did you guys like learn how to do that? And I think that's really cool because yeah. it's not like these type of skills aren't thing. Maybe people learn them in school, but I feel like no yeah. one who's on YouTube or any of these other platforms, they're kind of teaching themselves a little bit of trial and error. Right. And yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Do you guys travel with another camera person or do you have like a third person or anything or just you two and yeah it's
1: just it's just us two yeah and um so uh, one of the ways we approached it is uh once we decided to start we bought all of our equipment and then we had we didn't post a video for almost two months uh so basically we bought all of our equipment uh we moved uh in together into a place we live in a pretty crazy party uh area of bali (laughs) so we moved we moved away from there away from the distractions uh and then basically got our own place got all of our equipment and then every day just dedicated ourselves to learning Um, So we learned everything about video, learned everything about editing. We learned about social media and strategy and how to grow and, and, you know, different ways to like approach social media. And we did that for a month and a half, pretty much before we even posted our first video. Um, So I think that also has led to our progression where, you know, just for a month and a half, all our focus was, was just let's learn how to become, you know, okay, (laughs) bloggers, okay, editors, Uh, because when you start out you're never great we look back on our first videos and we're like what were we thinking (laughs) um yeah we we took some time to prepare ourselves before we we jumped right into it so i think that helped too uh but yeah i mean most vloggers uh especially travel vloggers or anyone really making youtube content they it's pretty much the whole package so anyone that's doing it i have a lot of respect for it because they have to be the face on the camera then they have to figure out how to do the editing and put everything together and then they have to figure out the social media strategy and, you know, most people don't really have a team of people doing it for them until, unless they're really successful. So yeah, Shane and I do everything ourselves. We both do, Shane and I could both run the channel individually. You know, I could vlog, shoot video, fly the drone, edit, and do everything by myself. And so could Shane. So we're interchangeable. Um, and that was one of our goals when we started is we, we both want to be able to do everything. So, but uh, later on, if, if things keep going well, I think we'll definitely hire a Hire a team because it's quite busy, <laughs> um, especially editors, because they would, if you can hire some editors and hire other people, it would just, it can allow you to grow your business a lot more. Um, but for now, yeah, it's, it's just Shane and I tackling, tackling everything.
0: I totally get that. Having like, edited a little bit of my first episode. I'm like, oh yeah. And especially video too, like shots, angles, Mm -hmm. watching through that. That's a lot of time. And I think it's really impressive because I've noticed in your videos, you're able to speak Indonesian and some of the people commenting, they're like, oh wow, you know, local dialects are like, that's wild because they're like white guys who know this stuff. It seems like the country has been very welcoming of you guys and very receptive. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Indonesia as a whole, uh, not many people know about Indonesia, um, <laughs> especially in in the in the U.S. Uh, and Europe and other parts of the Western world. Maybe some people know about Bali, um, but Bali Bali is such a tiny, tiny, tiny part of Indonesia. But uh, yeah, in terms of our our audience is primarily Indonesian. Um, we do have a bit of a Western audience too, but for people that don't know, Indonesia is the fourth largest country in the world by population. There's 275 million people. It's right behind the US. the US. is third and that's with 330 million and Indonesian is fourth. Um, in general, Indonesians are incredibly kind and welcoming. Um, they're some of the nicest people that I've ever met. Um, and especially with foreigners, they love seeing foreigners travel around the country and interacting with them and trying to speak the language and try the food and kind of adapting to the culture. So that kind of, energy is reflected on on social media so they really enjoy seeing foreign travel vloggers um, travel around the country go to different places explore kind of hidden hidden places so that receptive energy is not only on online but also in person but it's just like kind of like a feel for indonesia and it's 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 a indonesia is a great place i could talk to you about it for for hours uh but it's we're really happy to be here and you know even before we started the channel it kind of already felt like home so
0: yeah because um and that's mm-hmm. wonderful to hear and it doesn't surprise me all at all that you're able to integrate mm-hmm. and like you know have a great time because you've always been someone who has been able to get along with just anyone you go with and me and everything and mm-hmm. I, I think that really helps with travel, you know just that love of getting to know people and different cultures and everything yeah. really immersing exactly, yourself yeah. because so many westerners i think they just like you said think oh bali whereas i've seen you guys are like hey you got to go here no one goes here this is such an awesome like place to go within indonesia
1: exactly exactly yeah yeah there's so many places like that but because uh, as with anything bali is the most famous place on instagram and yeah and people don't realize <laughs> <laughs> but ba- bali's bali is one of seventeen thousand islands you know four. if bali's only four million people out of 275 million i mean there's just bali is a great place it's an amazing place and it, it's cool to be a tourist there but there is so much there is so much more to see
0: so is it like, how many islands have you guys hit at this point then? Have you like gone to most half? I don't know. That's a lot of islands.
1: Oh, no. Not I mean, you could. I didn't even know that you was the Indonesia. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could probably travel Indonesia for 10 years and, and not see it all. Um, but there are like, there are the big main islands. Um, I think I forget this. So Sumatra, Java, Bali, Lombok, Sumbawa, Flores, Aluku. So yeah, there's r- roughly like five to 10 big main islands. Um, So we've done a few of the big main ones, um, and we've done them pretty extensively, but there's still, we still have like the biggest islands to see. Um, We're going to go to Sumatra next, which is the sixth biggest island in the world. Um, And then there's also Borneo, Indonesia has a part of Borneo. There's also uh, Malaysia and Brunei on Borneo, but Borneo is mostly Indonesia. That's the fourth biggest island in the world. (laughs) Um, And then there's parts of Papua, West Papua that are part of Indonesia, so i mean it's it's gonna take a a long time to really explore it all but uh we've done we've done a lot and we we've done more than you know most travel vloggers that spend time here but yeah there's still there's still a ton more to see
0: yeah and is that kind of the plan in the future have you guys like planning out where you are gonna go trip wise because i think you guys are traveling on scooters or motorcycles right so have you how far in advance um what do they call it voyage planning or whatever in the coast guard, you know, like, and I think that's probably yeah, like a yeah. good skill that really came from, you know, being active duty and doing all that nonsense. Right. Oh, for
1: sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's some of the stuff I in the coast guard, like has helped me as a traveler for sure and be planning and prepping and being organized. But, um, yeah, we definitely, we have a rough plan of the islands we want to spend time in in Indonesia. Um, we also have t- plans to travel outside of Indonesia Um, which we can talk about later and building, building the lost boys as a, hopefully an internationally recognized travel brand. Um, but yeah, we kind of, Shane and I are pretty easy going and we figure, Hey, which Island do we want to tackle next? Um, so yeah, the Island we're going to tackle next is Sumatra. And, you know, we plan to be there pretty open-ended, but it could be three, four or five months, but you know, we start on one end and we go to the other and and cover as much as we can in between. Um, and, uh, more, yeah, so pretty much in terms of long-term planning, it's more rough planning. And then in terms of specifics, it's as a backpacker, especially it's, that's more day to day. Um, and that's kind of hard, a hard concept to grasp, especially for Americans that haven't backpacked before, but backpacking in general is as a, a day-to-day type of planning, you often, you know, figure out where you're going to stay and where you're going to go. Sometimes it may be the day before, but sometimes the day of, so yeah. And in that, in that regard, we're definitely very flexible.
0: So when it comes to being a backpacker, since I've never been a backpacker before, you know, never got that opportunity. Is it um, when you're traveling that way? Do you feel like you're almost like semi nomadic? Is it like, you know, the things you're carrying, like, and you can always purchase something if you really need it, I'm sure if it's available, because I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. there are places you're like, oh, they don't have this thing that you might need, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what are some yeah, yeah. kind of things that you've learned? Because you backpacked how many countries now? like you've done a lot uh,
1: I've done a lot yeah so I left uh yeah I guess I, I didn't say before but when I left my contract with the Coast Guard I basically started a, a gap year traveling um and my initial plan was to just gap year and then go back to the U.S. and get go to get a master's and get a job and do and do the whole thing um but a backpacking a gap year backpacking culture isn't that familiar with Americans uh so <laughs> it's more of like a European thing uh but yeah basically my plan was to just uh, backpack for a year and then go back to the U S. Um, and what I did was I spent three months in Europe, uh, basically the maximum visa we can get there. And then I did a month in Australia, a month in New Zealand. And then I flew to Asia in January, 2020 with hopes to travel for six to eight months backpacking. Um, and in terms of yeah, so you're obviously very nomadic. Um, I was on a pretty fast paced traveling, you know, I was doing like, you know, in Europe, just doing a few days in each place and moving around uh in, in australia i spent the whole month there new zealand the whole month there in asia a little bit more time you know like a month in each country but pretty nomadic um, but it really depends where you are and it also depends you know what your pace is um so in europe you definitely have to be more you definitely have to be more planned um and also the thing more things available to you obviously because you're kind of still in the in the western world a yeah. bit um but you know your planning is usually like minimum three days out usually a week out or two weeks out you kind of have your plans ahead of you similar in australia um and then in new zealand i had advanced so a little bit more flexible but then when you're in asia that's when it's like fully loose and it's you're really every day is just figuring out something new because there's such a huge backpacking culture in southeast asia um there's so many hostels there's so many places to go there's so many things to see and it's you're really fluid (laughs) <laughs> uh and yeah it's and it's it's really it's really hard to grasp but and people told me before i went they're just like you're gonna you're just gonna figure things out on the day and everything's gonna change and it's just you're not gonna have a set plan um and it's kind yeah it's kind of a hard concept to grasp unless you're there but uh yeah you you just have to be flat you have to be really flexible and you have to be really easygoing and you have to be not get stressed you know these are all like very like general characteristics of the backpacker um uh is is to not get your feathers ruffled is to be open and easy and you're living in hostels you know in a room with 10 people uh where maybe someone's loud and snoring so yeah you you really just have to be you know a kind of a stress-free easygoing person
0: right you can't be very particular Mm -hmm. about space and as we know americans are super particular about space right and maybe it's more so now in the pandemic and did you notice like uh more backpacking, have you noticed a lot more backpackers now that we're kind of through the pandemic? Because I'm sure a lot of that was kind of locked down, right? During 2020. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, tour. I mean, yeah, tourism pretty much shut down everything that I saw in Indonesia and then from other places in Asia, obviously. But um, from talking to friends, it seems that like not I think travel is pretty much almost at hundred percent now, including all types of tourism, you know, backpacking, luxury travel, whatnot. Uh, Indonesia is pretty much back to their normal number, Bali's back to their normal numbers. I've talked to friends in Thailand and other parts of Southeast Asia, and it seems like everything has kind of gone back to normal. Um, and a lot of places, especially in Asia, you know, as long as you're vaccinated, you can get in. There's no more quarantining. There's no more testing. So it's, it's a little bit easier. So, yeah, since the pandemic, it seems that things have pretty much have gone back to normal.
0: That's really good. And then like expanding out. So lost boys travel, you guys want to go international is the kind of plan to go up to Borneo, I think, and go into Malaysia or where are you guys hoping to go to next? What would be the next, maybe Asia? Are you guys thinking, or where's the next step you think would be for the lost boys internationally? So I
1: think, I think we'll stay in Asia. We have a couple ideas for uh, countries that we'd like to go to. Nepal is high on our list. Um, Also considering going to India, Sri Lanka, Um, But Shane and I have also talked about maybe like pushing the limit and going to some countries that aren't as highly covered. Like I would love to go back to Vietnam. I haven't been to the Philippines there. I would like to go there. Um, But places like that have been like extensively, extensively traveled and extensively covered. Um, So, I mean, I'd like to get to some places maybe in northern Africa, uh, maybe some places in the Middle East and kind of like following through with our theme of, you know, our theme in Indonesia is we go to places that people don't go. Um, so when we go abroad, I mean, I want to continue going to places that people don't go and, you know, really show and tell stories about, you know, people in places that you would have never heard of. Um, but yeah, basically our, our dream is and as long as it goes well, is to use Indonesia kind of as a home base, um, basically spend a few months in Indonesia, relaxing and also traveling and making videos here and then spending a few months abroad and maybe like four or five, six months abroad, travel to a few different countries, make videos, and then always come back to Indonesia. Uh, just because we love Indonesia, it's pretty much our home now. And we've also built such a huge Indonesian audience that we want to continue to entertain. Um, so that's the plan. That's our basically long-term goal in terms of lost Voice.
0: I think that's really awesome. How, how do your, mm-hmm. I, out of curiosity, like what's your family think of this? Like, have you haven't been back to America since like, for like nearly three years, have you? Or have you? Three years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, my family's very supportive of me. Um, I don't think they quite grasp you know you they don't understand social media they don't understand you specifically youtube you know they don't understand you know how some of the the brands and the businesses that people have built off content you know and like how what we can take lost boys and what we can build from this um so i mean maybe they do i don't think they i don't think they quite understand but yeah they're very supportive my friends are all very supportive um people are all to see how fast we've grown i mean everyone's really happy for me which is great um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think everyone quite grasps, you know, what we can build from this, um, especially within the travel space, um, uh, because not like amer- Americans are just not, not many Americans are into traveling and, and backpacking and that, and vloggers. Like, it's not, it's not a, you know, it's not like one of the pillars of content in, in America. There's definitely an audience, but yeah. it's just not, it's not the same. Um, so yeah, I don't, everything, everyone's very supportive of me, but I don't think everyone, everyone quite grasps, you know how far we can take this you know and what the you know what the potential is um but yeah it's definitely a it's definitely not a standard you know type of you know yeah i mean becoming a youtuber is becoming more popular in america obviously a lot of people want to do it but in, in terms of the lifestyle in terms of like you haven't been back to the u.s in three years like you don't have a nine to five you don't have a you know a normal life like yeah that is definitely outside the box from you know, but yeah, it's, it's never a, luckily I have good relationships with everybody and everyone's super supportive and that side of it's nice.
0: I think that's awesome. You know, taking the unconventional path because, um, you know, I was stationed in New York, uh, my last tour with the mm-hmm. coast guard and you see people, you know, taking their midtown commute, not being very happy. And, you know, yeah. I think a lot of those people would think it's wild and really awesome. And I think it's really awesome that you just went for it. You know, most people, they yeah. just dream about it. You, you've just kind of gone for it and ran with it and yeah really made it into something
1: yeah it's pretty crazy yeah um just because now like we just hit our year market and uh so much has happened i mean we hit a hundred thousand subscribers at 10 months which is pretty crazy um we just hit a hundred thousand on instagram which is also pretty yeah. crazy and uh now that we've kind of built our brand and like not mastered our content, but we have the content portion down. Like now the business side is coming. We just closed, we did some deals with some, you know, Squarespace and Skillshare and Surfshark and like big companies on our YouTube, on our platform. Um, We have some exciting deals that we're closing right now before our next trip with uh, potentially getting sponsored by a motorcycle company, uh, getting (laughs) sponsored by a big out. Yeah. Like some, it's, and it's great. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's a crazy whirlwind, but yeah, it doesn't happen unless you just jump into the fire. You know, that's, you know, that's what it comes down to. No matter what you're doing, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be a YouTube vlogger. Or you can, whatever you're doing, you just got to jump in for it. And But again, make it a calculated risk and prepare yourself. You know, it's it's a balance of, you just have to have the like, not give a f. you know, I'm going for it, you know, aspect. But you also have to have a bit of calculated and preparation. And yeah, the combination of those things, I think it sets you up well, no matter what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And yeah. I think that's amazing. That's incredible. I didn't know you guys were securing, you know, like, being sponsored, other deals with like mm-hmm. Skillshare and everything. That's really cool. And I, I'm sure you'll yeah. be able to share a ton of different like things, affiliate links, and like, you guys are probably just going to snowball. And it seems like you guys did it the right way. Like you said earlier, like, Hey, we like kind of practice before we really started releasing things and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that helped for sure. Uh, and just the, the time we took prep like, for preparation. Um, before jumping right into it yeah definitely was critical and crucial into our growth absolutely
0: do you feel like yeah. what are some things that you kind of like miss about america like it could be even food wise and what have you kind of fallen in love with and you know if you ever left indonesia you're gonna be like oh i'm gonna always okay. miss that thing
1: uh yeah u.s there's definitely some food things i miss especially from new york yeah. like a good uh bagel bagel in the morning <laughs> <laughs> I <know> you're <laughs> gonna say that
0: sandwich.
1: uh yeah yeah <laughs> um fortunately for food B- bali is a uh, bali is almost it's not a city but it's almost like a city so you can find whatever types of food you want so there, i can find most foods but yeah there's there's some things about food i obviously miss my family and friends um and and sometimes i get nostalgic more more so about like times in my life um you know when i was in san diego i uh, really had some good times there and when i was stationed in Jacksonville, florida i had some good times there um and occasionally I get nostalgic moments, but I, I'm not often missing the U.S. I'm pretty, pretty content as a nomad and being abroad. Um, and then in terms of Indonesia, uh, I mean, there's so much. Um, yeah, just the, the welcoming atmosphere here, kind of the, the, the energy amongst the people. It's just, uh, Indonesians are really open and really loose and really social amongst each other. Um, it's easy to get along with people. People get along with each other. Um, and even so, like Indonesia is incredibly diverse. There's, you know, tons of different culture, even though it's, you know, this one main country and everyone looks the same, but it's, they all stem from different lines and different kingdoms and different tribes and whatnot. There's actually like over 700 different languages in Indonesia, That's crazy. not dialects, languages. Um, but they still, it's not perfect, but they, I think like Americans can learn a lot from Indonesians, but they still manage to like co- co- cohese together so well. Um, so there's always a nice energy, like wherever you're going, if you're going to the market, if you're going to eat somewhere, if you get in a grab or an Uber, it's like, everyone's always loose and open and easy to conversate with no matter, you know, where you're from, what language you speak. It's just like a, it's a nice feeling when you're around. So I would definitely miss that. I would definitely miss some Indonesian foods. Uh, Indonesian food is notoriously spicy and I love spicy food. Uh, so I would miss that and, uh, and just being able to drive around on a motorbike that's probably one of the biggest things a lot of travelers that spend time in asia when they you know they're driving around a motorbike for you know a few months then they go back home and they there's they can't just like hop on a motorbike and go wherever you want it's just like it's the ultimate freedom it's it's really it's really affordable it costs you two dollars to fill up your gas tank and you can drive for five hours somewhere and like yeah so i I would definitely miss being on a motorbike uh if i had left indonesia and 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 the people yeah I, i miss the people the most
0: yeah, it seems like everyone's super accepting. Yeah. And I didn't know that about that's a ton of languages. So there's this intermingling of cultures, and everyone's just accepting because I guess there kind of is a overall now, na- you know, arching national identity of being Indonesian. Yeah. And it's all these things just mixed together, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And Indonesia only got its independence, you know, just over 75 years ago, 77 years ago. Um, So there's still a fairly new country. But there, there's really a strong sense of pride and nationalism here. People are proud to be Indonesian. People are proud of how diverse the country is. Just you know how fast it's growing. And uh, yeah, I think it's something that uh, I, I think it's something that Americans could could learn from. Just the cohesiveness here. Um, Cause and it's not perfect. Indonesia has its fair share of problems. But overall, there's just a, a a better, more stronger feeling of unity here, and people are proud to be here. And you know proud of their country which is which is really cool and amazing to see
0: yeah because it, you probably see like some yeah. stuff back here on the news and you're like oh there's not a lot of cohesiveness really going on in the yeah, states yeah of course yeah yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely yeah
0: yeah i think um i think that's really cool though but that's something too i think being a world traveler really just exposes you to all these different ideas and ways people live yeah. right
1: Yeah, well, I wish, I I think one of my, one of the goals Shane, well, Shane and I have, but something we talked about started is I I hope we really, it's going to be a challenge, but I really wanted to tap like an American audience someday. Um, And like the dream would be like, I I really want to like, and this is such a long shot, but I would love to make a huge impact in America to to make traveling and backpacking like a part of the culture. Um, Because I think there's so many benefits to traveling, especially long-term traveling. Um, not only personal benefits, but societal benefits. And this is just something that's not in in American culture. And it's, it's in a lot of parts in, in Europe, Europeans culture, like Germany, France, you know, Scandinavia, the Netherlands all have this culture where at some point in your life, you take a year and travel. Maybe not a year, maybe six months. A lot of people do their traveling between high school and university. They graduate high school. They take a year off. They usually work for a few months they save up money and then they go traveling for you know three six nine months or a year um and that's pretty common or they maybe they you know go to university then they take their gap year or they work save some money and take their gap year in their late 20s but there's always there's this culture of you know i need to go out and explore the world also explore my open my mind and like grow as a person and in terms of like the personal benefits like it makes you more, it makes you learn about yourself. It makes you more comfortable with yourself. Like I, I really came into the person I am now because of my tra- time traveling. Um, so there's all these personal benefits that I think. And then also it just opens up your mind to the world and different cultures and different ideas. And the, the best part about that is when you take everything that you've learned and you take all the conversations you've had with other travelers, and then you bring back those to your home country, I think it just makes you a more complete and you know, well put together person maybe with a better set of ideas with a better understanding of the world and a more open mindedness to other ideas and i really think that if Amer- if there was this culture that existed in the us i think a lot of the tension and and you know the combativeness that exists would be i i really do think would be allevi- alleviated um, and I, I hope one day that you know i understand the, you know the american processes you know, yeah. you know school high school college career you know, that's it, you know, but, and and there's part of that process. That's great. But uh, I really hope one day that, you know, there is maybe, maybe Americans will be more willing and open to, you know, going out of the country, exploring a bit, growing themselves, growing their ideas, and then, and then, and then coming back home. And I think some of the, you know, the tension and problems we have would be, it would be a little bit. You know but it'd be alleviated and that make, right? that's that's my personal that's my personal opinion
0: that makes a lot of sense too like what you describe american culture is a lot about mile markers like you just said like you know school yeah. high school college career and then maybe family or whatever but instead of what you're advocating hey rather than hitting those mile, mile markers why don't you take some time off the beaten path and you know explore what's yeah. out there
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah and the other the other way i've approached it is um just trying to collect like maybe staples and culture from different parts of the world. And like, yeah. So in, t- in terms of like the American way, like I have a strong work ethic built inside of me because of American culture. And I love that. And I love the American work ethic and getting things done, getting things done and working hard and succeeding and putting yourself in a place where you want to be. Um, and that's, you know, one of the reasons why I am the way I am today and why one of the reasons why our channel is so successful and that's great. But, you know, maybe if you spent some time in Europe, you would, Uh, there's more of a mindset there of enjoying your life. Yeah. And maybe having a balance between working hard and also having time off. And then if you spend some time in Southeast Asia, you know, you would learn about maybe enjoying the little things. Um, individualism isn't as important as community and everyone, you know, eats and everyone lifts each other up. And, uh, I've tried to pick different, you know, cultural staples in different parts of the world and put them all together. And I think that's kind of like, for me personally, I think that's like the best way to approach, to approach life. Um, So maybe if I I look, I don't hate America. Like, I I think America is a great place. I'm like, I'm like one of the biggest in terms of a backpacker. I'm like one of your biggest American defenders ever. (laughs) (laughs) Because I mean, many people, many Americans who backpack will bash the U.S., but I'm one of your biggest defenders ever. But I I love the U.S. and I I love what it stands for. I I think the U.S. could be even a better place if people if people traveled and were a little bit open, more open minded. Um, So, yeah, ideally, maybe the Lost Boys can tap you know, if the lost boys became a huge channel in, in the U S like some other big channels, like prank channels and daily bloggers, you know, it, w- it would be cool if we could have an impact on, you know, inspiring people to travel. You know, That, that would be, that'd be a huge dream, but we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I hope so too, because it's like, you guys are almost growing beyond the YouTube channel itself and Really trying to expand into a brand and everything too, right? Of like this is what could happen. Have you guys thought about that? Setting up like tour things or anything, like, hey, this is what you've got to hit. I don't know if you guys have already made travel guides or anything like that for people or waypoints or you know, kind of like that.
1: No, for sure. Yeah. So that's yeah, the biggest thing you can do, especially as a YouTuber, is you have your content and you and you, you build a business off your content, but what's your what's your next step? Like what's the yeah. next thing that you're doing? Um, so for traveler, for people in the travel space um yeah some people sell travel guides also some people who make videos they do courses is obviously the new thing right yeah. in any in any in any uh in any lane uh just because you can set up a course and then it's automated and then you make money yeah
0: um
1: so travelers set up travelers set up courses for um video and editing and how to do that but a new thing that shane and i are going to look into for sure within the next couple of years that travelers are doing are actually trips um so setting up not just the travel guide but hey we're going, we're going to this island in Indonesia for 10 days. We have 10 spots and you can join us and come with us. Um, you get to travel with us and we get to, you know, we, everything's planned for you. And, you know, we can show you, this cra- show you this place and you enjoy your time. So that's probably one of our goals in terms of, but yeah, building the Lost Boys as the brand is more than just us making content. It's us attacking everything within the travel space, guides, trips, helping you make videos, like whatever we're doing. So that, that is our, those are our long-term goals as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's really awesome, and it's really cool to see because, like, you want to scale out, like you mentioned earlier. Like, next step would be probably like editors or something of that nature to hire to kind of mm-hmm. offload that work, so you guys can focus more on these kind of like big initiatives that you guys want to execute out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Unless you, unless you, especially editing, because editing is a pro. Yeah, like you're starting to see now as a process, and it's, it's time consuming. Um, so if you can, it's all time is yeah, time is money. So if you can, if you can get someone to especially editors to take that time. It just frees up a lot more time for you to uh, tackle these other ventures. So that will be the, probably the first that, and maybe an assistant would be the first person yeah. that we, uh, that we hire maybe next year. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, some, I mean, some of these big travel creators, I don't know if you know, but, uh, the big guys, but they have teams of 10, maybe 10 people, you know, doing their stuff. They have three editors. Uh, they have people shooting their content. They have people managing logistics, people. Yeah. So like you could build a, you know, as a YouTuber, you could build a small business. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. yeah And
0: like older generations don't get that. I've seen like Gen Z or like yeah. Gen Alpha. I think they're call, calling them like, you know, the really young yeah. kids, like that's their number one thing. That's what they want to be when they grow up. They want to be like YouTubers and everything. It's like the number one desired job, you know, isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I I forget the metric on it. One of the channel I follow this channel that helps you build your YouTube channel basically. and And yeah, the the that metric tied in like how many people want to be youtubers but they tie it into like starting a small business you know has risen over the last you know few years yeah um but it is i mean if you're if you're starting a youtube channel if you're starting social media you're building a you're building a business
0: so yeah and it's like um what was i about to ask on this i was about to ask something because you're building all this up and i think it's really cool I guess like shifting what inspired you because like did you have this thought like when we were back at school did you think like hey this is what I want to do like from the moment like we graduated or something or when did it occur to you to be like hey I'm going to go travel the world
1: Oh yeah so it was in 2015 um but yeah basically I was always interested in traveling since I was young um that's part of the reason why I joined the military yeah. <laughs> um uh but then in uh 2015 a year after we had graduated I was on the ship and had a little bit of traveling, but definitely aspired some traveling outside of the <laughs> military with a little bit more, with a little bit more freedom. But yeah, in 2015, I started telling people, uh, man, what if I, uh, and this is without me knowing about like gap year culture. I was like, man, what if I just finished the contract? I saved as much money as I could and just like traveled for a long, as long as I could. What if I did that? I remember telling some people about that and they're like, what like sure okay what are you talking about <laughs> so in uh in, two, in 2015 I had that idea and then ever since 2015 I was very focused on you know what's worth spending my money on so I was very cognizant of you know what I spent my money on it kind of did a, did a lot of saving obviously and then it was just a thought in my head I thought about doing and you know I wasn't sure two years later in 2017 I took my first kind of backpacking style trip to Europe for three weeks that's The most time we can get three weeks. I was pretty lucky to get three weeks off. Actually, that's a lot of <laughs> weight. Know. I'm
0: surprised they I, let you take I that.
1: Know, I know. I didn't take like any leave time <laughs> else during the year, just saved three weeks. Yeah. And I went to Europe for three weeks and, and then I just met people that were doing this. I met people from all over the world that were, you know, I was in Europe for three weeks, bouncing from city to city. Hey, I'm traveling for a month. Hey, I'm traveling for three months. I'm traveling for six months. I'm traveling for a year. I've been traveling for two years. Like, what? this is a this is a this is a thing like this is a thing how much money did you save i didn't save that much money you can if you you can do it cheaply what this is a thing um and that really lit my fire um you know meeting these people seeing that they're doing it um in 2017 and then from that moment on i had two years left on the contract until 2019 and and it was i was just waiting dude um I, it wasn't I was enjoying my life for those two years but I was just waiting man every day thinking about it um anytime I was spending and I was still having you know doing thing, doing activities going out traveling having trips but I just like I'm not going to spend my money on anything that I don't need um every day thinking about the dream of just like leaving my office <laughs> in the Coast Guard and getting on my one-way flight uh but yeah that's, that's kind of how it happened it was an idea and then once you meet people that are doing it and seeing the reality that's what lit my that's what lit my fire and uh before I started off. So that's kind of that's kind of how it happened.
0: And it's like what you were saying earlier about like Americans aren't exposed to this because like you don't know what you don't mm-hmm. know, right? So we don't see backpackers yeah. like going around in the States really at all. Or no, you no. know.
1: No, and there's no hostile culture in America either. Like people, they serious. Like seriously, this is not a joke. Like people <laughs> have told me, like you stay in hostels. Like what about the movie Hostel? Yeah. Have you seen the movie Hostel?
0: No, like, I haven't. But it's like, is it like a horror it's movie? Like a wh- <laughs> yeah, it's like a horror. Yeah, it's a horror movie. It's like a,
1: it's a, it's a hostel in Eastern Europe, and it's this guy who like uh they use girls to like kidnap travelers, and then they torture them. It's like it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, people have seriously asked you that because there's not a hostel culture in America. I mean, even in like there's only a few hostels in a, the big cities like New York. There's a few maybe a few other big cities. But uh, yeah, like you can, you know, there's there, people don't understand. Like you could stay in a hostel. It's so cheap, you know, compared to what an, a hotel or Airbnb is there. A lot of them are really clean and really nice. Um, You know, sometimes you have some horror stories, but it's part of the gig (laughs) and uh, (laughs) and you meet and you can and you can just go by yourself. Like my whole gap year was pretty much by myself Um, and I can go into a hostel, step foot into a hostel and like that night go have a beer at the bar and make 20 friends Um, and also do it on a budget. Uh, So people don't understand this culture in the U.S. Uh, It's more common in Europe, obviously. And then anyone who travels around, you know, Southeast Asia, even parts of Central and South America. Uh, But yeah, people don't, people don't understand this. But, you know, I can go to, you know, I could spend a month in Europe and spend, you know, a fifth of what you would spend on your vacation um, and still have an amazing time, still do a ton of things that you did, stay in a hostel, make a ton of friends. And like, people don't understand that you can do it on a budget and you can really stretch your money. Yeah. Um, And it's also an amazing, an amazing experience. You know, people don't realize this.
0: Yeah. And I think it's like, you know, yeah. when people think of European vacations, they think maybe going to like, you know, like Nice in France or or something yeah. like that. Right. They're not thinking like, hey, there's way more cooler things off the beaten path and you don't have to go stay yeah. in like, you know, a very expensive place. You can go and see yeah, these. There's um, I've seen one. You, maybe, you know, this guy, Bold and Bankrupt. I sometimes see his YouTube videos. I've, he's
1: big. He's big. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Yeah prime example man um and what what else was i going to say uh yeah there's a difference between taking a holiday and traveling you know at least in my eyes and i think in most travelers eyes you know if you're taking your two-week holiday and you're you're sitting at a fancy hotel and or you're sitting at your all-inclusive on the beach you know in my eyes that's like that's a holiday um you know traveling for me is that's when you're like really getting and you don't have to do anything crazy but it's like you know you're really on the move you're really expanding your mind you're you know you're learning you're interacting with people local people from the country you meet you're interacting with other travelers that that to me is traveling you know um and I think in the U.S. it's more of a culture of you know holiday I get my 30 days off maybe not even 30 maybe I get my two weeks off I've got like 20 days you know and I (laughs) negotiated yeah 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 yeah. so it's just a different it's a different it's a different culture but but yeah both yeah and and the other thing I want to I guess stress is that um you know I'm not here to say that my lifestyle or, or that style of traveling is the only way it's not the only way, you know, there's many, many ways to be happy. Um, You know, I like the way what I'm doing. If you want to, you know, rush through the system and have a family and, you know, do the more traditional lifestyle. I'm not saying that's wrong. Like that's totally fine. There's plenty of plenty of people that are happy that way as well. Um, But I also, at the same time, I also do think there are some people who are stuck in that, who maybe want more and could be happier trying something else. So that, that would be the only thing that I would say, but look, there's many ways to be happy. There's many ways to live your life. There's many ways to travel and explore and there's no right way and to each their own is kind of my thought process on it.
0: Yeah, I think it's very Zen in a way, yeah. right? You know, to each their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is it like, I don't know, have you like tried dating on the road? If you don't mind me asking, is that like a big challenge <laughs> or? Uh,
1: so, I mean, traveling is like it's, it's fun like yeah people i guess the way it goes is people say you get like travel girlfriend or <laughs> boyfriend uh when you're backpacking yeah usually especially like in southeast asia because southeast asia is like the hub right yeah um so i the main i start most people go start in the peninsula so thailand lao vietnam cambodia this is like the heart of backpacking culture um so i spent three almost three months there before corona and then i got stuck in, in indonesia um, but yeah, basically it, with dating and also friends, like it's, it's the same, basically you meet people you're like in a, ho- in a hostel, like, Oh, I'm going this way. I'm going this way too. You kind of join together, you spend some time together and then maybe you eventually part ways. Yeah. Um, and some, I, it, sometimes it's a few days, sometimes it's a few weeks, sometimes it's a few months. I, most of my traveling in, in Asia, I met this German kid. We were super good friends and we actually spent like two months traveling together. But in terms of like dating, like, yeah, you meet a girl you know, from, you know, wherever <laughs> you guys hit it off, have a fun time. Uh, and then you usually spend, you know, a few days together, a couple of weeks together, and then you usually part ways. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's part of the culture. It's, I mean, it's fun. It's, it's spicy. It's sexy. You know, you're meeting girls from all around the world. Yeah. The girls meet guys from all around the world. It's a crazy energy. You no, know, everyone's in this, you know, vibe, you know, the, the, you go, you like things move quick and uh, it's fun. Yeah. But it's not, it's not really dating per se. Um, you know you just kind of have fun with someone you enjoy your time together and then you part ways so you know that happens a few times obviously on your trip and then some people maybe meet the love of their life and take the leap and like try to make it work it's like uh, it's such a small verse maybe they like buy a van together and like go to australia or go to New Zealand (laughs) and try that thing but uh yeah it's such a small more it's just like a fun happy you know happy vibe you meet people spend some time together enjoy your time together and then you know you, you go in different ways and
0: you know that's the way it is no hard feelings that's part of the road right it sounds like that van yeah, thing, yeah that sounds like that comes from maybe like you've seen that happen personally you know or something. exactly yeah
1: of course yeah yeah of course yeah but uh yeah no that's kind of like the the dating, the dating scene in the backpacker life is just you know it's just it's more just fun and loose
0: yeah and that makes sense too because people are there to have a good time and be exposed to different people and everything whereas like exactly like you said um it's almost like a set path, you know, it's like in the States, right. You know, like work or, you know, like you eventually get to work. It's like school, career, work, die, reti- retire, retire, yeah. die. Right. Whereas like, this is a lot yeah, more yeah, looser and exactly. it's like, you're building different stuff. It's like, has any of your family wanted to come out and visit you or have they thought about it or.
1: Yeah. So my family uh, plans probably to visit next year. Yeah. They'll probably come to see me in, in ideally in Indonesia um, and spend some time with me and, uh, I'll probably show them a bit of like my life in Bali and what my life is like. Um, but also hope to take them to around to other parts of Indonesia. Um, but in terms of like fully getting in terms of like fully understanding, like what it's like to be a backpacker, there's really just no other way besides besides doing it. Um, you know, and like just going going in for for yourself. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for my family to come out and and kind of see a, a bit of what my life is like. And, uh, and also to see Indonesia. So that's the plan. I also have this crazy, I wrote this down. Like when I, uh, uh, so before, like, basically, I proposed to Shane to start the vlog. Um, I think he, he he had ideas of it too, but like, I was the one who was like, "We're starting a vlog, yeah. like, we're doing it," <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like, "You're coming with me, like, we're doing it." But uh, I wrote this like list, like, I wrote like a like a goal list of like, "This is what I want to do," and like, these are like short-term goals and these are long-term goals. And like, one of my long-term goals, which is also like a crazy dream, would be to like to pitch a movie to Hollywood. Because I just think, like, uh, you know, like, there's, like, the movies, like, Into the Wild. Have you seen Into the Wild?
0: I haven't. I need to, like, get my movie yeah. list going here because, yeah. you know. Into
1: the, Into the Wild is a good story. It's about a, uh, you can, look it's, it's a traveling story. You've seen Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So there's there's these types of travel movies, but there there's no movie that really captures what it's like to be a backpacker. Um, There's no movie that, like, will tell a story of, like, you know, an 18 year old who just got out of high school and then goes on this crazy year long backpacking trip and all the trials and tribulations and the dating and the old culture and like everything. And, uh, to, and I would love to pitch a movie to, to Hollywood about that. And then try to make a movie of like a backpacker story. Um, cause there's, I mean, yeah, cause I'm telling you it would be exciting. Like you think college is fun, dude. Like you think living in a dorm and going and fraternities and this stuff is fun. Like, dude, be you should be a backpacker like it's so much more fun and you're you know during yeah like during the during the day you're doing all these crazy things and learning and history and culture and then at night it's like it can be if you want it can be wild and crazy and and loose and yeah i I think uh a bad movie about a backpacker and like like would be would be sick so that was on my list like that was the last thing it was like pitch a movie pitch a movie to, to hollywood about uh, about being a backpacker. Yeah,
0: I mean, like with the way <laughs> we'll see. with the way things are going, you guys could probably pitch a mini series. I don't know if that would be like a good, you know, something you'd be interested. In, but you know, like Netflix and all these other streaming platforms have these kind of like mini yeah, docu yeah. yeah, series now, or limited series. I think they come no, yeah. too.
1: Yeah, that could be, yeah, it could be either. Yeah, the thing is, it could be either way. It could be like a documentary style would be cool. Um, just to, like really see it for real. But like if, if Hollywood wanted to like glitz and glam a story and like Hollywood it up a bit, I think that could also be cool as well. Um, but yeah, either, either route would be good. But yeah, that would be I think that'd be funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, I just think it would be you can make a good story out of it and it'd be exciting.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. And I think yeah. you could definitely do it like based off, you know, like you said, that work ethic and like that, that ability to really execute, you know, like, hey, what am I dreaming? let's go turn that into reality. Yeah. It seems like that's something that yeah. you, you guys have got down so well and everything Yeah. at this point. Yeah.
1: No. Well, I respect you too. Starting the starting the podcast journey and uh, taking a leap into that too. It's, I respect that as well. And I've also, it's, I guess we haven't really got to talk like about us, but it's, it's also good to talk to someone who's left the military and is doing it, you know? Yeah. Like, cause I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, you know, most people, most of our classmates are still in, uh, which is totally fine, but not many people take the leap out. Um uh I and it's cool to talk to someone else that has taken the leap out and is doing well. And like you're starting this, you're working remote, you're happy, it seems like you have a great life. Um, and it's just uh you know an affirmation that there's light on the other side. Um, that if you don't want to stay and work for the military, and don't if you don't want to be in that in that space, you can always take the leap out, and it's totally fine and it's totally possible to succeed and and do what you're doing. So it's also good to you know to talk to you and see you here. And and we've been pretty good about like keeping in touch on you know DMs and stuff. So but it's 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 cool to you know spend time with you and talk to you. Yeah
0: it is too. And you know that's a big motivation for me starting this. You know me like when I when I was back at school I was always talking to everyone you know I was always trying to keep in touch with everyone. And that's a big motivation why I wanted to start this. I, I just love talking and getting to know people and staying in touch with people. It's also true what you're saying i feel so many people um you're talking about you know that path right you know career all that yeah coast guard mm-hmm. you know military it was definitely like that like we we're you know we we're being told at 18 like you're going to like retire like 30 years later as like an admiral or something yeah. right and it's like
1: yeah, yeah yeah it's like what yeah 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 and i just re- yeah, there's, yeah there's yeah sorry you, you. oh yeah my i just bad. remember
0: feeling a lot of anxiety about that personally like my life path is just set like this i don't know about you but mm-hmm. i felt like i didn't like that because i'm like it's just like turning the pages like oh you know i've got this notebook it's like oh this is it then you know, like i retire five years later yeah. and that's it you know yeah dude
1: i i totally agree I, and i remember i remember this moment sp- specifically like i was in lieutenant crowley his one of his knots like i think it's lieutenant crowley right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it. Is he like the blonde like the funny one yeah. yeah and uh we were i was in his nautical science class and the, they took one class to focus on like career and they had brought other people in to like, I'm a, co- I work on shit. Yeah. What we'll do, we'll do non military terms. Yeah. But I work on ships. I work on planes and whatnot. Um, and I was like, I want to talk to someone who got out of five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, can, can we talk to someone who like got out of five years? Like, I'm just like, and at this point, I was like hardy, like hard Coast Guard. Like, when I was a cadet, man, I initially, I was very hard. Like, I think I'll do 20 years. I'm going to be, you know, an admiral, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I was still like, i was like bro i want to talk to someone who got out like i want what's the other what's the other side um so yeah but yeah yeah i agree with you there's just like the biggest thing for me was the countdown that's you know pros and cons of the coast guard a lot of things i love a lot of things i don't like one of the things i don't like is it felt like a big countdown um you know four years left at this job oh and then i go to this job two years and then oh i'm at 10 years only 10 years left until i get my pension and like That's just, you know, that's not the lifestyle for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, just make it through and count it down. I'm trying to, I'm trying to live my life and enjoy every moment of it. Uh, I'm not saying that people in the Coast Guard don't do that, but there's a lot of people I think that uh, in the military
0: that are just kind of holding on and that was
1: Yeah. That's not, not, not what I (laughs)
0: want. I agree with you. It's like waiting for that clock to, you know, like hit zero. I mean, I remember, and you were on a ship too, first tour. Right. And you, you know, deployed, did patrols, but I remember on those watches, like, that's what I felt like the coast guard largely was for me and my experience, like great people, you know, got to do some awesome stuff, but it was just like waiting Mm -hmm. for that time to count down. Like how many days till graduation? Then how many, days left yeah. until this deployment and how many days until I'm off of the ship or whatever. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And this, and this, I, I want to bring it back to like your opening point is and my, my initial point of saying there's different paths and there's different lifestyles and like, look, there's plenty of people in the Coast Guard that are super happy and I have, I'm happy for them and I respect them and that they have a career, they have their family, they have everything they want. They, they do enjoy it and they love every minute of it. And you know, that's great. And I, and I'm happy for those people genuinely, but I do think there's a lot of people in the Coast Guard and, and other careers that, you know, are desire Maybe they desire something else, but they're scared to take the risk and to go for it. And it all comes down to just saying, like, you know, F it, like I'm going to go for it. You know, like you're saying, it's like what makes you do it? And you've, you've got to sometimes you just have to go for it. And that, that's my thing. On I think there are still some people I know personally people, you know, in the Coast Guard that are, are not happy um and other other things other places too and it just sometimes it takes some guts to just really go for it and everyone has it in them you just got to figure out how to how to tap into it and then to go for
0: it you know yeah and you know taking that unconventional path like i bet when you book that one-way ticket or you're telling like you know whatever i think you were at like a a a sector which is a land unit for those people who are like Mm non-military um Mm When you told them, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. it Because, like, they're, they're always like, hey, what are you going to do? You know, what, what, what's next? You know, it's always, like, you were saying, like, what's next on paper, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm yeah. going to go book a one-way ticket. Like, what was that reaction? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, even for you, I'm sure you can relate to this. But that that was probably the most, not conflict, but the most, like, questioned I was was leaving, leaving the Coast Guard. You know, that's the probably the, one of the most, like, times where people were, really questioning what I was doing um, why are you why are you getting out like why are you leaving like what what are you what are you gonna do like how what are you gonna do for work like yeah. well, it's like a it's like it's like it's like this like you're like this uncertainty people think that you're stepping off a cliff like <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, like it's like you're gonna like what what are you gonna do oh my like but no man like it's there, there's a there's a path on the other side uh, but yeah I was definitely questioned um, yeah, more so not, not even not even booking the one way and traveling. I think more so. Why are you getting out of the Coast Guard? That was, and I'm sure you've I'm, have experience. I'm sure you can speak to this as well. Yeah. Like, why Why are you getting out of the Coast Guard? This is, this is the only way. Like, under <laughs> way is the only way, or the, the Coast Guard way is the, the only way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is the. Like, yeah, and I think it. The I think for me the reason. Why it's like that, and I've had this conversation with people, is because it's almost like you're choosing a path that they didn't take, and that that is what startles them, you know? Yeah. Did I freeze? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying, "Wow, you're not you're not taking the path that I'm taking," and that and that really hits them. Why 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 not? Why not my path? And hey, man, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. You you go your way, I go my way. It's okay. I'm gonna make it work. You're gonna make it work. Um, but I'm sure you can speak to that too—that just that you know that maybe apprehensiveness from people and why why are you getting out? Because there's such a small percentage of people get out.
0: Yeah, and and yeah. L- like you said, you can have a really comfortable life in the Coast Guard. You really can. And I just mm-hmm. I don't know some of the culture there. I, I didn't I didn't necessarily agree with. And I couldn't you know like I want like I know you have a nose ring right now, right? Too. And I wanted to grow out like my facial hair <laughs> yeah, yeah. like just be more yeah. independent. Living in New York, I really because you know how it is like four years at school, which is super locked down two years on the ship was yeah, its yeah. own form of lockdown. I felt like I started discovering more about my, my identity and what I wanted to do when I lived in Manhattan met like people doing all sorts of different crazy stuff. And it's like, absolutely. yeah, It's like really funny. Um, I'm sure you see Americans out there, but, uh, I made friend, like I became really good friends with this guy who's from through run club he's british and uh his mm. roommate matt we became really good friends too we we flew out to uh athens and stuff and we rented a yacht oh, and we man. sailed around like the cyclades islands and everything and like yeah you know, oh, so. yeah no it was awesome like we captained the whole thing we didn't hire anyone to charter it we did it ourselves but you know there's like obviously okay. like a dude like you're like uh what is it the parthenon with a red Sox you know jersey on it. as soon as we landed there or something like ah you know you're never gonna <laughs> escape it I'm sure you probably yeah, don't yeah, see that absolutely. as much, like when you go off the beaten path, you know, you know, just
1: I mean like me, mean other Americans traveling. No, you no, do it in, in the ways where they're sometimes, you're... you
0: know, they stand out as like tourist traveling type of thing too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's no. what I mean. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, not too much. Not too much. Sometimes like, and there's stereotypes for every, for every, every, especially everyone has stereotypes for Americans, Germans and French and like everywhere, right? Everyone's got stereotypes. Uh, And sometimes you meet like the stereotypical person of the country you meet. Um, It's not so often that I do. Uh, but sometimes I do, of course, yeah. <laughs> which is always funny. It's maybe someone who's really, I mean, I'm really loud, but maybe yeah. someone who's really loud. You're from and, New York, uh,
0: right? So yeah. that's the stereotype. I know, am
1: from New York, I'm from New York. But yeah, sometimes you do. Uh, but yeah, most, I will, but most of the time, if you're meeting a traveler, it doesn't matter where they're from, they're going to 90, 99% of the time, it's going to be a cool person, cool person, open mind, cool experiences, willing to learn, willing to talk to you, loose, laid back stress-free person um and i've met some amazing americans while traveling as well
0: yeah and i feel like you kind of have to be that yeah. way to actually take that step you know it's not like we're talking about someone who's hunkered down in their place and like oh they're coming to get us whoever they are yeah you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah no no
1: exactly yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly but uh yeah and yeah just back to my i just yeah i think america is a great place and i i love i think that people there are great i just wish there was more of a traveling culture uh, maybe that will change. We'll see. But yeah, hopefully,
0: <laughs> like, you know, the flights are crazy now, too. You know, like everyone is trying yeah, to travel. Yeah. I'm sure I don't know if you guys saw that over like in um Indonesia, but I had friends who got stuck in Europe and everything because there was just mm-hmm. so many different flight delays or issues or overbookings or something.
1: Yeah, I think Europe was like, the, they're having a lot of problems, right? Well, first, they had raised the prices, I heard, this summer. They're trying to capitalize on uh, yeah. summer travel, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had, some, I had many stories of uh, delays and lost baggage and stuff. I think they maybe were overwhelmed as well here there, too. Um, I don't know too much about that here, uh, but I'm sure in some aspects it was similar. Yeah. yeah for
0: sure. I think it's cool. You guys seem to have like really carved out your niche and you guys are going to like expand out. It seems like Asia is the focus, though. Maybe Southeast Asia specifically or, you know, because I heard Japan's opening back up.
1: Yeah. So so, yeah, there's a there's a few different things you need to consider. Um, We need to consider our budget. Uh, So we definitely want to travel to countries that are more affordable. Um, Obviously, a lot more of those are in parts of Asia, uh, just because we're still on a pretty tight budget. I've been on a tight budget for a long time yeah. now. So that's one thing. That, yeah, that's one thing. That, yeah, one thing to consider is what's your budget. Going to a place like Japan is super expensive. Also, also like parts of Europe compared to parts of Asia. So yeah, yeah in terms of that, that's something we, that's something that we consider. Another thing we consider is like, where, where do we want to go? Where are we going to be excited to go to? Um, obviously, like what are, what are our desires in terms of traveling? And then also, um, you also have to think about your content and how it's going to perform. Um, and that's just part of the deal is, you know, where do you think your videos will receive the best feedback, the reaction, basically. Um, and in terms of that, there's also a bunch of different things to consider, uh, you know, places that have been covered already. Maybe people aren't as in, interested in watching. So maybe try to go to places that aren't covered. Um, also going, yeah, going to places that people are interested in, uh, in traveling to and making guides and types of videos to assist them with that. Um, and there's also countries where you can build audiences. Um, basically there's uh, go to a country where, you know, they like watching vloggers in their country and you can build, you can build an audience there. Um, so there's definitely parts of the world where people go to, cause you know, they know people are going to watch them. Um, because the locals like watching a traveler adapt and similar to Indonesia, they like watching a traveler adapt and get accustomed to, you know, the culture here and the situations here. Um, so, you know, what's going to be good for our, what's going to be good for the channel, not just for us. So yeah, you got to kind of combine all these things and, and figure out what the best, the best route and best plan is to go
0: yeah i was actually it's funny yeah. you mentioned that because i'm sure you guys look at your comments and see the targeted like what are people really receptive of i was watching like one youtuber he's talking about how he got big on his channel he was trying to start something and then people would comment like hey how i like your hair or they're like where'd you get that shirt so he decided to be like one of these like male fashion type you know advice guys or whatever because he's like oh that's oh, what okay. my content was hitting you guys have you guys noticed that about particular places and everything like in comments and what people really react to maybe those are in likes apparently like People need to like videos I've heard from other youtubers right that's like one of the key things right to really get those likes. yeah
1: yeah yeah there's yeah there's definitely you know you could youtube is a is a metrics game I don't know how, you would be very interested in this like I don't know how much you know about it, but yeah it's in terms of like uh how often people click on your videos how, how what percentage of the video they will I'm sure you've seen this and yeah. like I don't know if you've watched like the growth of Mr. Beast and like <laughs> why he's so big, but yeah it's it's definitely a metrics game, and all that's super important um But as well on that is also, yeah, reacting to the viewers and reacting to your audience. And sometimes you can notice trends and what videos perform better than others based on where you are, what you're doing, how you present the video. Yeah, so you you have, it's a a learning and learning and adapting is huge, especially in YouTube. Um, So we've noticed that trend and and honestly, some of our videos that did the best are places that were never covered by foreigners in Indonesia. (laughs) so. Yeah. So we, you know, we saw some people, some foreign vloggers in in Jakarta, which is the capital city of Indo, the biggest city, biggest city in Indo and some other popular places um, that maybe a few years ago did really, really well. Um, But now it's like, it's, you know, a million people have done it and they're not as people aren't as interested in seeing. And then we went to some very lesser traveled parts of Indo and our videos did hundreds of thousands of views. Um, So that's just like a reinforcement of, wow, you know, there's an appetite for you going somewhere that hasn't been covered. Um, so that, and so that's a big thing. Um, yeah. Adapting to your metrics, obviously. And then, and then obviously there's other certain like categories that hit food. Food is huge. Yeah. Um, uh, food is huge. Food vloggers are huge. I mean, food vloggers are some of the biggest vloggers on YouTube. I'm sure. I don't know if you know, like Mark Weens and Food Ranger and the best ever, but these guys are bigger than, uh, bigger than normal travel vloggers. I mean, they're honestly in my mind, like the biggest channels on YouTube are a lot of the prank channels, a lot of the funny channels where it's just, you know, talking head like this, you know, PewDiePie, you know, and then the Paul brothers, obviously, and like channels like that. Um, But then like the next level, man, is like food vloggers have between five and 10 million subscribers, dude. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, and like your best, your best, you know, there's a few travel vloggers I know that are in the millions, you know, a few, most travel vloggers in the hundreds of thousands that are successful. But food vloggers, man, are like in the millions. So uh, we like to do a food video every once in a while because people love watching food. Yeah. Uh, so you pretty much, yeah, you can pretty much like it's a safe bet to make a food video that you know it'll, it'll do pretty well. Uh, so we try to do that every so often. But, yeah, there, there's a lot to consider when, yeah, but, yeah, adapting to your metrics, adapting to your audience and viewers and doing, and doing what you think will get a good reaction
0: yeah I think that's awesome yeah and yeah food definitely because like there are fruits I've probably never even seen in my life over there you know like things oh, like that yeah
1: yeah dude yeah absolutely yeah of course but yeah people just love watching food content on on any platform I mean yeah I get I get it I get it I
0: get it I remember <laughs> like when we we're back at school um uh, there's a guy who was like a year ahead of us who took like over at like the college across the street the civilian college he took like cultures yeah. through food or something and like some like captain kept bragging on that and like some core wide he would constantly bring that up for some reason i'm like like you said though that's really? what people like yeah he, he'd constantly bring yeah. that up i don't know why that stuck in my yeah. head but he just kept saying you know culture <laughs> through food you know i'm like well yeah
1: yeah food is huge man people love i mean people love you know people love watching some People eat something that looks amazing and delicious, and seeing slow motion shots of it getting like cooked on the grill, yeah. right? Like people love that. People love watching videos of people eating crazy things. You know, trying new foods that maybe, wow, they have that in that part of Africa. Wow, they have they eat that in that part of Asia. And like, what? Like, yeah, the, the food is food is huge. Um, so yeah, we we try to do a sprinkle in a food video every once in a while. Also, because food is very important in Indonesia, it's a huge part of the culture. Uh, just to kind of a uh, it'd be be a good it's fun and we know that it's going to get
0: a good reaction yeah i think that's awesome yeah yeah and it's like yeah overall i think it's awesome what you guys are doing and how you've kind of grown Mm -hmm. this and kind of like you just kind of found this path and Mm -hmm. it's awesome what you're doing what would you say to people like possibly listening you know what are some of your biggest takeaways that you've kind of seen and what your like biggest hopes are besides everything else you know like what would you give people who are kind of on the fence or maybe are thinking about what would it be like yeah. to be, you know, doing what you're doing.
1: So like talking specifically about being a vlogger or just in, in general?
0: Yeah, in general, I'd say in both to being a vlogger, a traveler, all that.
1: Um, so, so the first thing which I think we've talked about extent pretty extensively. Yeah, like you just have to take the risk. Um, and, and finding the balance between making it a calculating risk and also having a F it attitude and just jumping right into it. That's the, the most important part, right? You just got to start. Um, everyone beats that, you know, it says it enough. So, um, the second thing I'd say is, you know, specifically for us being a vlogger in, or just in general is to, is to do something that you love doing, do something that you're passionate about doing. And also to, and in, in terms of being a vlogger is like to be yourself. Um, I think one of the reasons why we've been so successful is because Shane and I aren't trying to build, we're we're just being ourselves. Uh, We're not trying to build this huge persona or this act or try to be something that we're not. We're just wholeheartedly being like ourselves, being silly, being goofy you know, being loose and specifically in the vlogging space, specifically in the travel vlogging space. I think a lot of people are trying to fit into this persona or try to portray this image of themselves. That isn't them. They're trying to be an Instagram model. They're (laughs) trying to be this perfect and luxurious life, you know, and it's just like, because they think that's what people want to see, but people want to see genuine, authentic, real human and interaction that's what a lot of people want to see. there's an appetite for the, sure there's an appetite for the the instagram me modeling space but you know there's it's not there's no originality in that people want to see originality people want to see authenticity and i think that's something that shane and i have nailed you know from the start we've never tried to be something that we're not it's just we're just average guys man and we're just having a fun time i don't think anyone wants to see me try to be an instagram model it would, <laughs> not, it would not work out you never know. i don't think you want to see me like modeling in front of waterfalls <laughs> and modeling in front of things like it's just you know, that, so that, that would be another big thing that I would say. Um, also, yeah, taking, regardless of what you're doing, it um, doesn't have to be vlogging is take the time to prepare before you jump right into it. I think that was crucial for us. Even, even a month and a half doesn't seem like a lot of time, but you know, a month and a half doing something every single day gives definitely gives you a head start. So whether you're making content or you're starting a business or whatever you're going to do, take the time to prepare, um and then yeah, and then uh, also it's just obviously I don't want to beat this one down because everyone says learn from your mistakes. Like we all know you're gonna make mistakes, you need to learn from those mistakes. And yeah, being being able to adapt and and be flexible. Um, because you know, things are gonna change. Um, you have to be able to figure out what's gonna work for you and what's not going to work, and that's gonna take time. And and that's something that Shane and I are, are continuing to do to this day. Um, and if and I, I also I will say that the being in the military definitely set me up so well for this, Um, especially in the Academy and people were like, would you go do back and do it all over again? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, like I, I wonder where I would be. I would hope that I would be and I think I would end up in a similar place if I hadn't joined the military, but um, and gone to the Academy. But even though those sack, like how big of a sacrifice it was, I, I think it's the reason why, a big part of why I am the way I am today. Um, so if you can go through some type of, you know, I, I would challenge people to challenge themselves. You know, you don't have to go to a military academy, but, you know, find a way to challenge yourself at an early age if you can. Um, because once you go through that struggle and go through the all that learning and, and, you know, figure out how to solve problems, you know, regardless of what you're doing, whether you're going to be a content creator, or start a restaurant or start a, a marketing business, like the lessons you've learned from there are going to set you up so well.
0: Yeah, just going yeah, through so those trials and everything. So it's kind of yeah, like, exactly, authenticity, progress mm-hmm. over perfection seems to be a big theme, mm-hmm. as well as like exposing yourself. And I think that kind of really ties back into what you're saying. Like, if more Americans traveled and put these, themselves in these situations where they had to figure it out, when they go on mm-hmm. and do other stuff, they would be, you know, more adaptable.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, definitely. Experience, exp- yeah, experience, experience, experience. It's all about, experiencing new things and, and opening up your mind. Cool.
0: I think, um, cool. anything else you'd like to say, I think we might wrap this one up and everything. Yeah. This has been awesome.
1: I maybe I'll give a plug to the channel, but, uh, yeah, I'll yeah, no,
0: give the plug to the channel. And when I listen stuff, stuff yeah. at, at the lost boys, right. I was looking earlier on the YouTube, on yeah. YouTube at the lost boys, uh, same thing. Yeah. Lost boys. Travel on Instagram, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: yeah. So the, the lost boys on YouTube and then TikTok and and uh, Facebook and Instagram, the lost boys. Travel is all of our pages. And, uh, and also if people like, uh, feel free to, to message. Um, if anyone has questions about traveling, about backpacking, if anyone just want, just wants to chat, or if you want specific tips, if you want to know about Indonesia or any other places I've been like, shoot us a message. Uh, we answer all of our DMS. And also I'd be happy to, to talk to anybody and, you know, help anybody out if they want help or just chat just so yeah feel free to message
0: yeah and what i'll do too is like when i when i'll I'll do like a little pre-recording i'm gonna plug all those like links in this and then when i post this up i'm gonna put like hey here it is you know and okay yeah because like you you know that's the point of this too i want you guys to be able to grow i want to be able to grow this podcast and like get more people so personally i'm really excited for this like i've got a list of Let's see. I've got like probably like, I've got you. I've got another person I'm going to be interviewing next week, but I've got like another like list of like all these people who are prospective people Proper who are thing. lining up, you know? You know me. Cool. I like to talk.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. And again, I just, I want to say it's really good to see you. And I'm happy you got the chat. I'm trying to think the last time we saw each other. I think it was in uh, a star school in Virginia in 2017. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 17. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's really cool to chat with you, and it's cool to I've yeah following your path when you were in New York, and then moved to Texas, and you know going remote and leaving the coast guard, and now starting this. It's really cool to see, and I'm uh, I'm happy to talk to you, and I'm also uh, happy to see how it goes from here, and all the people you talk to, and what you do with the podcast, and and thank you for inviting me on. I really appreciate. Yeah. it. This is the first time I've done a podcast, or and the first time I've talked about uh, the journey extensively. So it's um, I didn't it's know really that. Cool. It's, I'm pretty honored it's by treat, that. It's been a treat.
0: That's awesome. You know, especially since like you're the, you're going to be the first guest that, you know, it's going to be on, like I'm going to do my pilot and then you'll be the second episode. So I really appreciate that because it's going to help me a lot to really get this ball moving here, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening to today's episode, everyone. Please follow our Instagram account at combos with Jordan, where you can receive updates on new episodes and connect with each of our guests and their social media. See y'all in the next one.